This is Cultural Theories and Misunderstandings of a Madman. I am Samuel Kilhall and Hallball. Welcome to the cast. Okay. The next I want to do some D&D. I really love D&D stories. I love how the story, to- story is told through that area. In the sense of... I won't give the players freedoms and stuff. But the thing is, is I also want to tell my own story. In general. In, in the sense of just narrative storytelling. In the sense of... It would play out like a D&D story. But it's through this perspective of other people and the ways of other in the sense of somehow the quote players are technically the actual actors I, I sort of want to play it that way but I don't want to play it that way does that make any sense at all um, the character hall monitor um he also has a just for the from years of experience in dealing with different people he's all the languages that will usually be in that city air, city area he's mastered or at least competently mastered in the sense of not he still has his own accent but, which is his main language, which is English. But he can clearly pronounce some of the broken language speeches of all of the slang and stuff from all the people around him, like Spanish, Latina, Russian, German, Polish, Italian, Greek. Spain, Spanish, Portuguese, Hmong, Mandarin. It, different dialects of um, of um, Slavic languages like Russian and stuff, Hebrew, and What's the, what's the other ones? Um, what's it? Mut, not Muda, not Buddha. Not H- Hindi is one. Uh, H- Hindi is a language. Um, what's another language? Uh, fuck is that language called again? It's a. Uh, It's, um, Pakistani, I guess, is what the language is called. It's, um, Muslim. That's, that's, whatever language that's called. I can't remember the actual name of the language at the top of my head. But that language. He can clearly pronounce some of the words 
and stuff of what he gets across of what he needs. He's not fluent in any of the languages, but he can definitely understand actions and certain things to it in the sense of what needs to happen or how he needs to get the certain message across. Either for intimidation or sweetness or whatever the verdict may be. Um, I just had this idea and I nearly forgot it. Oh! sense of players going to have a lot of freedom um, my main characters that I would use I'm going to be playing because my personal player characters would still be in the world around and that's going to be the main main story and the players stories will interact with some of these people every once in a while in the sense that um, like they're going to be my main player characters are going to my personal player characters are going to be near the area sometimes depending on where the players are Especially hall monitor. Because he's a street he's a street guy. And his main and all that other stuff. So I know it's con slightly contradictory in the sense of you can't have both marks of both gods, but the reason I say Hallmarker's got, he's got favor in both gods. He doesn't have the mark of either of the gods. He's literally has favor from both of the gods, but he doesn't have the mark of both gods, if that makes any sense. Like, he doesn't directly follow either, either god, but he definitely has favor in both of them. So that's why he's called the Hall Monitor is because he literally follows both halls of I, I, I kind of deal in the sense he's one of the main exceptions of the thing. And if and there might be other characters in the world that I'm trying to create that also serve both gods in the sense that say one of the say one of the parents of one of either a regular player or of a general character of my own creation has a parent from both gods like one parent from one guy one parent from another guy and then all of a sudden uh, just out of nowhere just happens to get a blessing from both gods, but it doesn't directly follow both gods because 
the the kids in a rebellious phase or whatever and just doesn't want to follow it. The one thing that will definitely get all the teenagers and all of the kids to understand how there's an actual God or gods in general, at least in the sense of that one curse I've told you about, that's going to be an active and passive thing that happens the majority of the time around the entire damn world, the entire damn earth, even in space, that that is an always active thing that happens because basically become a semi-immortal. And the sense that anybody that is directly like that and Paul Ball Paul Monitor is, does technically have, he's had, in past tense, the favor of one god, and then later on taking the favor of the other god, in the sense of the holy marks, but, he's always truly uh, followed the ideals, or ideologies, that's the word, ideologies, of both gods to the extent to where he's basically gained semi-immortality. He can still die, but he just lives for an extremely damn long time. And he doesn't look like he ages even though he actually does. that's one of the main reasons why he always keeps to his damn self other than on the streets and stuff because that way he doesn't stand out to the major public in the sense of government officials and stuff but he definitely stands out to the average human for kindness and bravery and all this other stuff just so he can gain rapport and have a shield around him that allows him to just cooperate and act what he wants.
regardless of who the fuck they are. Also, the bastards in, in these other countries that don't understand the difference between. Random things that need to be said and all this other stuff. In my quote, idealized world. These two main gods. Squash some things out every once in a while in the sense that it's purely privated stuff going on and will heavily influence all political leanings and if anybody has a patron mark of one of the gods and is killed by either malice if anybody who has a patron mark and gets killed by malice or the intent to take power or ignorance or jealousy basically emotional intent if there's any emotion, the person who did the killing will have a specific curse on them without their knowledge that as soon as if that as soon as they reach their quote basically if you use a higher if it, if basically if it's a hired kill like an assassin or something even though the assassin may not technically have the main
If there's a death in general, the surrounding parties are always immediately cursed. Regardless of affiliation. And the only way to get around that is to have the same mark or the other god's mark. But you are still marked as cursed. Regardless. pretty quick because the only way to fully get rid of the curse is to die yourself or go to one of the holy buildings and give a prayer no offer it's the prayer. And give some kind of forgiveness. And if it's... And that's basically a way to put the... Bump your notification list of your curse to a higher priority. And this curse is basically somewhat like bad luck. But in the smallest things, nothing that would, can kill you, and nothing that would kill you. Things like, oh, my foot or body part of my body ached that just the entire day, and I don't know why. And then all of a sudden, the next day, it disappears. And then all of a sudden you stump your toe the same day it disappears, but it's on a different on the other foot. Or ah oh shit, I got a paper cut to myself and it stings like fucking hell. Basically that. And depending on the severity of the death. It's
also. Um, all this other, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna go more in detail later. But <clears throat> the main reason I'm doing all this is because this is to prevent the shitheads in the government. figure out some devious bullshit. But that's basically it. Okay. On to the actual subject. I actually wanted to talk about the side. Not that. Um, it was... I thought about how If I do some kind of D&D session, and I'm the DM, or I get somebody to help me DM in general, I'm gonna have all. I'm gonna have everybody have two characters. At all times. Because one character is their avatar in the online space, and the other character is their human character. Family background. Either style or otherwise. What? What is the poverty, poverty level? And what is your skill level? Some kind of crap. So have to have a some kind of This is the human characters, the main characters.
that don't schedule their job, or they're sick, or uh, family issues. You'll have to give details and say family issues, and everybody will understand. IRL stuff and vice versa. I may change that soon because I may change it to be strictly skins, but I might change it to revival. Players one Oasis is. I liked that a lot. Not in the movie, in the I liked it how it was in in um 
Hello guys, life update. Okay. This past weekend uh, of my current recording was Murray's Mill. It is an event in North Carolina uh, near uh, the Lakeland District area, Piedmont Council area. Um, is sponsored by the Historical Society that helps preserve some of the old buildings and locations and uh, basically like nature trails and stuff like that. So like how the wildlife park uh, people are state run or uh, federally runned for the parks and stuff for like forestry and all that and game wardens and all that stuff the historical society is a collective of individuals that are um sponsored by um at least the main people i know about that are in the historical society are mainly sponsored slash already work for and work with um uh duke energy the energy company they help they help provide uh, resources for um, some resources for the for the historical society so they can uh, try keeping up some of the history in the area. Now, some of you cynics will probably be like, "What fucking history could you ever be talking about?" Or, like, why would we ever want to talk about the the white side of history? Well, I can see your argument. But, and yes, this is technically a little bit of whitewashing. <laughs> not really whitewashing. It's honestly not. But it's, it's dealing with the area that deals with mainly um, just the buildings and just the families that own the building itself and as far as my recollection slash knowledge goes is that this was mainly just a battlefield site and just a normal uh, location in general that was part of the main community town area for a long time including a main road that would go through there I, I I actually remember how the road next to the mill was an actual actually legit road that like big mid like semis would go across this bridge and pass the mill and stuff like that and the that it that the state would actually still pave it and all this other stuff, but I remember back in the '90s, whenever the bridge, the new section of the road, which made it bypass the mill itself completely, in the sense that it didn't completely, completely bypass it, but bypass it to the extent that 
it no longer went through the actual area that the mill was actually on in the sense that um, instead of going like in a slight curve going straight it went more straight and and they and they cut off the section of the road in a weird angle where they could have cut the road they could have carved out a little bit more section for at least the <laughs> oh my gosh they basically made it a big a big they basically made a big fancy modern bridge um next to the mill like not even a block away from the general store and mill just just to directly bypass it to make make the mill more of a the mill road that it was on make it more of an offshoot driveway instead of an actual road that the major uh, populace slash uh, uh, construction people would use because down the road at like the other end of the road there was there, there, there was but there is a industrial pipe where where station like storage station or manufacturing station like they make giant pipes for road work or uh, like drainage or sewage or or just runoff and and stuff like that it is the big pipe place is what I always called it I don't know. It's, I don't remember exact exact name. All I remember is that was like I thought it was like the biggest landmark in that area. And then, and Murray's Mills happened to be going down. It happens to be near the middle of that road, and which is nice. And, and uh. And the festival and the that location actually has a lot of service projects that the Boy Scouts and sometimes the high schools still use to service for service projects is basically what the entire area is for. It's for service projects for local community service project stuff. It's basically what the entire place is for. Um, and the What was it? Out of 35 years, we've had the biggest numbers that we've had come come and visit uh, visit the place. Uh, even though we, in my opinion, it felt normal for the amount of numbers we had, and and uh, my group who was supposed to be doing the trash pickup. I say supposed to because a couple times I've caught the, the youngsters not doing their job enough in the sense of they keep just roaming past the actual location they're supposed to be looking at the trash cans for. Anyway. The, uh... 
got to see both my brothers that, uh, this past, that, past, that past weekend, which is nice. And in total, I spent a little under... Just on myself, just for and all of it was basically food items because I wanted to basically get all the good food that I, I knew was good or I wanted to try out and stuff. And there, you can go cheaper. You can go for like a twenty buck minimum per day and go and get something pretty good to eat, and then something pretty good to eat and drink, and. Then runs there on the nature trails which is the 
five kilometers group people. Um, I got it just under an hour. Yay! I'm really happy about that. Um, what else? Sometimes the re reenactors show up. got to a sleeping point to where I was maybe having some good dreams or stuff and all of a sudden and, uh, oh my I just I just couldn't I just couldn't fall asleep couldn't stay asleep I looked at the clock at like four or something in the morning I'm like oh, I'm going back to sleep and then I woke up again to my alarms and I'm like sleep I was actually, I was so tired that I was like uh, asleep. I knew I had to I had to get up. I finally got up on the midway on the midway alarm. I have like six or seven alarms going on going like every fifteen minutes until the ne until the hour that I'm gonna be late or later than I want to be to get to work. Um And, um, Black Summoner um, 
season one ended at a actually pretty decent high point and actually followed the manga at a very good pace um, I didn't like how my personal stake was I didn't like how they had to fucking censor the death scenes and stuff because that book actually they actually kill the damn enemies they don't fucking censor the deaths and say oh we captured them and stuff no they actually fucking killed the fucking they, they actually fucking killed the enemies they didn't fucking shy away from that but no these fuckers want to censor everything better not fucking censor the, the big fight for the, 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 the setting up right now. Better not fucking censor that damn thing. That was annoying. Yes, the CG fights were a little corny and stuff, but I, I, I finally, I've gotten used to enough that it was like, I like it. I like this story enough that I can get past the CG for it. Because I have already read the manga, and I was rereading the manga as, as I was reading, as I was watching the anime. And right now, the manga's, and I've hold off on the manga enough that the manga's got new chapters out after the after the anime. And I'm like, okay, let's catch up to where I was, and then go forward. And I'm at that point now. Uh, I did the same thing with Harem Isekai, but. Harem Isekai, they fucking blew their fucking budget. They they wasted and blew their fucking budget at the fucking same time. Fucking morons. Uh, yes, there are sex scenes in this uh, anime, in this manga, but that's not what the entire. It's sort of not what the entire damn thing is about. The entire damn thing is about this guy just living a life like an actual real life in this world yes there's sex stuff in it but that's not the main fucking but that's what the studio thought that would be the main focus for it and also they fucking censored the majority of it so if you are just watching it censored you can't watch majority of the fucking show because they censor majority of it. Fuck you, studio. Also, they fucking put a foot in their mouth because they want to, quote, follow the light novel. And so they shoehorn, literally shoehorn in. Oh, this is a harem. Uh, and we're not going to get to this, the second slave until near the, the end of the season for the 12 episodes. Also, we're not going to... We're going to montage the other four girls immediately. After we just have them all the time in the intro scene. Which is the foot in the mouth they did. They did not need to do that whatsoever. And then they shoehorn them again in the second episode... As, as a quote, probably, 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 uh, probably like, uh, story, like, like, like they shoot hoard in a maybe fake episode that could that that uh, or background thing that could possibly happen, and 
and they shoehorn these other characters in who have no dynamic, no plot, no plot thread, nothing. Especially for the manga readers, because we haven't even fucking got to those people yet. Whenever the anime started. Because the anime just got to... The manga just got to where the anime left off before their fucking montage. Is where the quarter halfway point for whenever he, they got... When he got Sherry. And also... That... The studio... Cheaped out so bad. Because they didn't think that they were ever going to get a second season. So they shoot Horde in. Four of the, four of the characters that are nowhere in, in anything else in the entire 12 episodes. Other than the montage scene. The one scene that we get in this episode 2. And the opening credits. That's the only thing the other characters are in. And they shoehorned it horribly. In the sense that it was a montage scene of... Okay, this is where he got this girl. Okay, he's immediately having sex with her. Oh, this is where he's getting this get, He's getting this man, this girl. Okay, immediately shoehorned in a sex scene immediately afterward. And then, again, for the other three girls. Because in total, he got five girls, apparently. And the girl that looks like human, apparently that's the apparently that's the bovine girl. What? There's no horns on that bitch. She's just got giant tits. Every girl in that entire thing is is the entire thing of the entire montage too. It's just Sherry getting more and more depressed about her little boobs as a fucking trope which is not what she's like at all because you actually see her progress her actual character in the actual manga slash light novel completely you get to see her actually do the part about the the cool stuff in the world about explaining how things operate in that world and stuff like that with her and Roxy. Also, they completely fucking skipped <coughs> how certain things are technically unlocked and locked behind certain achievements for the entire world. And what I mean by that is that the for example um, for just master smith which is a which is a which is a subclass of dwarven and it's their racial ability Sorry for people I'm going over your heads if you don't understand what the hell I'm saying right now. Um, what it is, is they have to be level 5 villager. They have to have um, 
aspects of knowing how to make the materials and stuff like that. And they and they have to know the chant that allows them to quote fuse a crystal to an empty slot weapon or sword and they also got to make sure they have a crap ton of MP because apparently it's very very MP heavy if you don't know what that is it's magic points it's mana it's mana Mana, mana, MP points. Um, and so, yeah. They literally just shoehorned in every sex thing they possibly could just because they knew they weren't going to be able to get a new one or anything like that. Maybe if they actually showed the actual character development, maybe they would have actually had a longer season. And maybe if they didn't show all the sex scenes and just made a cut to black sometimes after the first did the first cut scene, did the first sex scene, and they immediately show them kiss and then do a fade to black. Maybe if they've done that, maybe they one they would save animation, and two the animation budget, and two maybe they would have actually be able to actually focus on the actual fucking development of the world and stuff like that. Because I actually love Sherry's character dynamic versus Roxy's and stuff. Because yes, I find Roxy's character development been so nice shoved behind after they after he got Sherry. But I actually sort of like Sherry a little bit more in the sense of character development because she's a go-getter and wants to learn a lot about the world because there's some things that she, there's some gap in her knowledge and she wants to learn what knowledge she's missing. And so she always tries to listen in for the rumors and the and the and the and the aspects and the legends and stuff like that. And then, when she gets her master, which is Mako, or whatever his fucking name is, um, she learns that majority of those lessons are true, but in a, way, in a way that he doesn't learn exactly what all that stuff is, because... And also, in, you also learn in the manga that... He, they don't know how to make steel. They don't know. They literally do not know how to make steel or refine iron or anything because they're so heavily relied on the labyrinths and the adventurers to get materials from the labyrinth. That all they know how to do is forge them. They don't know how to make the weapons. I mean, like make the ore or the components for the ore and stuff. So. There's not giant smokestacks everywhere for refining iron and stuff. Like you think there would be sometimes in like a post-revolutionary slash... Um, like almost revolutionary style period for that 
with that kind of almost Renaissance looking kind of design. And right now, the chapter just got to where he's just now meeting elves. Where the main character is just now meeting elves. Because it was through a disaster relief program that the head duke of this area, who's the over, like the head duke elf of over this region of elves and stuff, they have they have a fort they have a foresty area, but it's also a very tundra area of like snow and stuff, and the snow melted slower than than it usually does, and they usually have flooding because of the snow. Or because of the or the rainy or because of the rainy season, so they already had the materials and stuff. But because the snow took longer to melt than than when the rain came, it was a double hitter and they had over flooding. And that and it gives it a in it gives it a environment reason why people will be living in trees because you know the stereotype. Uh, elves and lives in trees. This gives it a, a this gives it a environmental reason why they fuck they would live in trees, <laughs> which is nice. And the main character gets to gets to talk with the head duke and his and his advisor because. He goes to the furthest village on the point and finish fa and finishes faster in, in a fewer amount of trips than it took all his other uh, comrades in the relief program. So he he went to um uh not cool off but um rest to gain some MP back naturally by just resting. And all of a sudden, he sees a hooded figure come down some stairs or along the wall. He does because he has an appraisal skill. He uses an appraisal skill. Finds out, oh shit, that's the Duke. So he just immediately pops up while the Duke is coming towards him, and he's like, and the Duke's like, do you recognize me? And he's like, oh shit, I should have done that. <laughs> he's like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Trying to go in incognito. Oops. <laughs> and that's how he meets the Duke. And the Duke's right hand. And and that gives gives the audience the introduction to how the fuck he's gonna get the elf girl in and the quote montage or the reason why he gets the daughter, or whatever that is, in the harem. Because even though they haven't released the chapter yet, my hypothesis is that that the Duke feels so greatly um, not troubled, not. I don't know what the word is. But he feels, I guess, indebted to him for some reason eventually. That he's like, 
I'm willing to give you my daughter because I want you on my court. And because you won't directly become one of my knights, here's my daughter, or here's one of my main, quote, maybe relatives or something, or servants. And have fun with her, <laughs> basically, is what I'm guessing is going to happen. But I don't really know because the chapter for the manga hasn't released yet for... More chapters haven't released yet for the manga yet for that book. But the anime was a great big disappointment because the fucking... They, they blew their fucking load quite literally and figuratively. Well, they didn't need to. And I'm going in that there for today.